Welcome to the Pirates Overboard Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Ostwick, joined alongside Jonathan Luters. We are two grad student athletes that will sit down with Seton Hall athletes to get to know them more on a personal level. We're going to talk to them about their athletic career, academic goals, and what it's like being a part of the Seton Hall community. We are excited to do this across the year as we touch into each sports community. Make sure you go follow us on the Pirates Overboard Instagram page to get the latest news on upcoming guests and highlights from shows previously. So Jonathan, who are we talking to today? Our star volleyball libero slash defensive specialist, who is also a joint BS slash MD biology student, no big deal, and a member of the Pasitas Piscina Leadership Institute here at Seton Hall, hailing from Waukesha, Wisconsin, and as a prime example of a great student athlete and leader here on campus. Named multiple Big East weekly honor rolls over the course of her freshman, sophomore, and now her junior year, we are pumped have Anna Holland on today. So here we go. Episode nine. Episode nine. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of Of course. course. Thank you for coming. We know this is a really busy time. We had family weekend this weekend. You had two games this weekend. It's midterm season. A lot of things going on here at Seton also. First things first. How are you doing today after all that? I am good. You know, it's a Sunday, just relaxing. Um, yeah, just enjoying the day, enjoying the family weekend. My uh, my grandma and my aunt were here, and my mom, so that was really awesome to see awesome. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do anything great. fun around South Orange with them, or was it kind of jam-packed with games and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty busy with our games, but um, got to take them to some little little local spots, um, show them the sights a little bit, good good eats and stuff. So Any good. Jackie and Son, Hot Bagel, any of those? Yeah, we went yeah. to The Order. Uh, we went to Toro one night. Okay, um, Of course, of course. Um, yeah, and then they got to see... Uh, the skyline from Chit Chat. Um, oh, that's so, a cool spot. Yeah, yeah, it's a great spot. That's a really cool yeah. spot. So getting to play during family weekend, what was that experience like for you? It was awesome. Like the, the gym was just electric. There were so many people, um, lots of like young aspiring volleyball athletes love to see the high school kids come out um it was just really like a great environment to play to play in and um just lots of love and support I could really feel that the pirate pride it was great was there like a so run down Saturday's schedule because there was a lot of things going on there the 5k they had um I know we were practicing during all of it you had like a media session before the game type of thing like describe that for us before the game yeah um, I don't really know. Okay, hold up. There, I don't know about a media session. Like, you were, like, signing posters and stuff. Oh, oh, like, after that, the game. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't sure. I was, was like, bad. hold up, did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I? Yeah, where was I? <laughs> um, yeah, I know. So after the match on Saturday, we did a signing, and we had never done that before. But um, we just had all the all the chairs lined up, and That's then so people cool. came with posters, and we signed, and we just got to talk to a lot of people, and it was really it was really awesome. Was that more for, like, younger kids, or is all ages? Yeah, I mean, everybody came. Like, we had a, a lot of, like, middle school, high schooler um kids come and a lot of a lot of volleyballers and um (laughs) yeah yeah and it was just really cool like very community building I loved I love to see like just people coming out to our games and supporting supporting the blue and white it was it was awesome that's really cool and about having younger kids come out there and you're signing their posters like you're probably like the professional volleyball yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. what a cool like opportunity like to sign like hey you keep going you can be Right here, playing with the Seton Hall one day. Yeah. So like, what yeah. a, I guess, what type of impact does that have for you? Like seeing the, like these kids smile, like you're smiling, signing a poster for them. Like, what yeah. does that mean to you? 
I mean, it was just amazing. Like, it was so, it just warmed my heart to, like, be that person to somebody else. Because I remember when I was little, I would go to uh, the Wisconsin volleyball games. Sure. And, and see these girls play, and they they just seem so old and so good. And, <laughs> and now, like, we are that to them. And um, it's just so, like, I'm just humbled by it. It's, yeah. it's really cool to, um, you know, just be a part of somebody else's story. Absolutely. And I, I think I m- mentioned this maybe twice or three times now. We had Ange on a few episodes ago. We talked about the impact that us here at City mm-hmm. Hall being Division One student-athletes mm-hmm. can have on younger people. That's just a prime example. Like, you're giving autographs to younger yeah. kids. That means the world to them. So, like, what it means pretty much nothing to you, but, like, it means everything that little kid. Just how yeah. you little kid watching Wisconsin play. So, yeah. what a cool thing that was. Yeah. And they sure. got to see a great match last night, too. A five-game set against DePaul, yeah. Seton Hall coming out with the win, which is a huge game for you guys fighting uh, to make it into the Big East Conference tournament. So what were some of the key takeaways that you took away from last night's game? Um, last night was just, it was a battle. For sure, it was a battle of mentality, of um, pushing through. I feel like it was very much a team win. Like everybody had their up moments and their down moments, but we all um, just really came together. Like the synergistic effect was was there for sure. And we just kind of like made up for what each other lacked and um, lifted each other up. And we just, I don't know, I'm really, I'm really proud of us for that win. Yeah, and you had Marquette on a Friday, so a really quick turnaround back-to-back, and now you go on the road on next Friday to go play Villanova. So what are some of the things that you guys want to focus on as a whole to improve upon to get that win on next Friday? Yeah, um, hmm. I would say definitely just consistency. Like, um, I think we're, we're getting our rhythm back a little bit. Um, we had a, a kind of a tough schedule with lots of uh, games on the road and just, you know, traveling. Every, everything just gets a little, got a little bumpy. Um, but now I feel like we're back on track and just keeping that consistent attitude. Um, and, yeah, just going into practice every day with the 1% better mentality um, and focusing on the process. Sure. Yeah, that is for sure. And speaking of that travel, before this homestand, home and home, yeah. they were at St. John's, at Creighton, at Butler, at Xavier. That's a crazy amount of travel within two weeks. How do you kind of manage all your time during those two weeks when you're constantly on the road um, with school, whether it's like uh, mental health wise? What are you doing to stay in that mindset of we got to go win in games, but also I got to make sure that I have everything done uh, set up for my myself academically? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's challenging for sure. It kind of pushes your your boundaries <laughs> a little bit. Um, but um, definitely just staying organized. I like to keep a, a running calendar on my phone, a running to-do list. Um, and so just making sure I write things down, talk to my professors, um, having good relationships with them is important too. Um, and like knowing, knowing your classmates, um, being able to um, – just kind of yeah, balance those things, keep track of those things, but also make time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been that's been a little bit of a struggle lately, just given all the time crunch. But um, finding things to do outside of volleyball, outside of school that I enjoy, and just a, a brain break. Mm-hmm. What are some of those things that you really enjoy that you love doing outside of volleyball and outside of school? Yeah, I love to be in nature. I love to go for oh, walks. Um, I love to get coffee with my friends. Um, just sit outside. Well, it's getting colder now, and the leaves are starting to change. It's kind of that perfect time. This is this is my type of weather. I, I love the cold. <laughs> I love the snow. Um, that's that's. I, I don't mind the summer, but 
Uh, I was telling the sports director, Mike, I think uh, Thursday, I'm like, I can prepare for cold. I can prepare for snow. I cannot prepare for 105. And <laughs> I, I can't I can't delay or any more than just a bathing suit or in the water. So uh, that is for sure that the winter and this fall is my type of atmosphere. I just want to add one thing. I know we had Perry on before mm-hmm. and she was also a bio student. Yes. Are you the two bio students on the team or the other bio yes. students? Yes. Nope. Just the two of us. The utmost respect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bio students on a volleyball team. My row roommate past couple years has been Zach Sylvester, mm-hmm. and he is also a bio student. And the work that I see him doing on the road, and I imagine we just talked to Perry and for yourself, mm-hmm. is outrageous. So yeah. I give you guys so much respect. Not only the student athletes, but also bio students. So much respect there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So are you a travel and work type of person, or do you use that time, whether it's on a plane or on a bus, to like sit back, focus on a game that's coming up, or focusing on your destination? Um, I would say I'm a I'm a both. Like sometimes, okay. <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, okay, all focused on the game, one thing at a time, one track mind. Other times I'm like, okay, like I, I've got a good handle in the match. I can do some work, get some stuff done and then, and then put that away for later. So a lot of good things here for the Seton Hall volleyball team. We're excited to watch it. We've been watching it all year. So what got you into playing volleyball uh, from a young age? Well, um, it actually started with my sister. Okay. She um, played when she was in fifth grade. And so I was in third grade. And, um, of course, wanting to be just like her, I would go to all her matches. And then I'd start, you know, I'd pick up a ball and, like, try to do what she did. And then eventually it just, like, started to come and started to flow. And then she would kind of – she would go outside with me and we'd practice. We'd pepper back and forth. And um, – yeah, and then I just kind of found that I'm like, okay, I, I like this a lot. And, um, and now, just your sister, any other parts of your family that got involved with volleyball prior to? Not really. Um, just it was her kind of. Um, and then we had a good family friend who actually played at the University of Wisconsin. And oh, then sweet. she was um, her first coach and then also one of my first coaches, too. So, yeah. We want to give them a shout out. Your, your friend and your sister, what are their names? Um, my sister's name is Emma Holland. And Kate Fitzgerald was one of my first coaches. Emma and Kate, big shout Emma out there. We'll make sure to yes. shout them out. So, when, what did, were some of the things that your sister Emma taught you from a young age that you kind of use now as you play in your collegiate career? Um, Definitely a lot. First was just um, the grind mentality. She was always like, Anna, like, don't you want to be better? Don't you want to be mm-hmm. better? Always pushing me. Always, she made me run around, run around the property a few times <laughs> I, when I messed up. Um, but yeah, just just persi- persistence and um, just yeah, working hard. So as a whole, was there any other things? Well, there's probably many things that your family did to support you during your high school career, but what were some of those things that helped you uh, progress as a high school player to really get to this point to be able to play in college? That is a good question. Um, hmm. I'd have to go with just dedication. I think um, anybody can be can be good at sports. Anybody can have talent, um, but it's the amount of work that you put in on your off days on in the weight room um into your mentality that really that pushes you to be next level yeah having that family support to kind of like push you a little bit like like it's hard to really like during high school i feel like these club teams high school teams doing both at the same time sometimes and um just getting to practices like you can't drive like Mm -hmm. you, you have to have rely on that family that is also dedicated with you to get you to that next step Right. And I was going to ask, like, for your family, like, traveling, I imagine different volleyball tournaments and mm-hmm. different, like, events and showcases or whatnot. 
what does that look like for you in high school? Was there a different like events? This kind of leads into our recruiting piece, so, like yeah. how you got to Seton Hall, but yeah. were there different events that you went to or tournaments that your family all traveled to, or what did that look like? Yeah, so I would say pretty much every weekend we were traveling every to weekend. different yeah all different right. tournaments. Um, high school season, of course, they're all local, so that was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but club season hit, and we were we we're in Indianapolis, we were in Kentucky, we were in um, Illinois a lot. Um, just kind of all over the Midwest, traveling to different places. Um, so it was definitely a sacrifice for my parents to like sacrifice their weekends, sacrifice right. their their nights to take me, and um, and so that I'm I'm really grateful for that. Um, but it was also such a great time to um, just build my relationships with them. Like I loved our my long car rides with my mom are, is just something that I'll always cherish, and um, we just really got to know each other better and. Um, we went through the whole volleyball, uh, my career, we kind of went through together, which is really cool. That's awesome. So Perry being from Chicago, did mm-hmm. you ever play Perry during your club years coming from Wisconsin in those little circuits? I never played Perry, but I played Taylor. Oh, um, that's crazy. yes. That's yeah. Um, and so actually, uh, I was about 14, I want to say, and I just started getting recruited by Seton Hall and we played her team and I was like oh this girl she's committed there too and um yeah it was really cool she was it was so great she's just just had that same spark personality and that was really awesome to play her yeah that's that's kind of cool like playing against somebody before playing with them I don't think I can I I can't remember a time doing that that's that's kind of crazy to think about that you got to play against them um, so do you have like a favorite memory while playing with your high school team or club team? Um, that's a kind of a core memory for you of like, wow, this is why I really love my sport. Yeah. Um, I would say my favorite memory would be, um, my 16th year, we were playing in a competitive, um, invitational tournament called triple crown. And, um, we had just had like kind of a tough season. Um, it was, a a new coach that I had never had before um, and kind of a team that was thrown together, all these pieces, and it just wasn't working at the beginning of the season. A lot of, like, miscommunications and just tough practices. And then it kind of all came together in this tournament, and we played some of the best teams in the nation. Um, We did really well, and everything just started to flow. And it was a a team effort, too. Everybody played in these games. And, um, yeah, it was that was probably my, my favorite. Communication, well, from, from Perry's episode, communication is key yes. in volleyball because, yeah. and I like, I think I talked about it with Perry too. Like, I kind of knew, like, obviously in any sport, you need a lot of communication going around. But, like, in volleyball, I think it's extra important because that ball is getting flung around the gym <laughs> like yeah. crazy. Um, so, tell us about your recruitment story here. Uh, what were some of the, what were any funny bits to it? Like, how did you get recruited here to Seton Hall? Well, so I was 14. And my coaches actually were um, alumni of Seton Hall. And oh, awesome. so, yeah, and so their their coach came in town to recruit, um, Coach Yeager at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a libero like myself. Yeah. And she just saw something and decided to give me an offer. And I took it and ran with it. So, so that's 14 is early, yeah, like so. really early. So what yeah. was that like to kind of be already committed at like – give you a lot of less pressure in high school it's like okay I'm already committed to school I can kind of play freely or was it more pressure like describe that for us yeah I would say I would say it was less pressure it was kind of nice to just know where I was going um I made the decision kind of early and some people questioned it a little <laughs> bit um but it just felt right and um 
it was nice to not have to worry, oh, ACT this or <laughs> SAT that. And, um, you know, and all my friends, especially during COVID, that was a big thing. Um, a lot of my friends oh, kind of sure. got the right. short end of the stick um, when it came to recruiting because when they came a little bit later. Um, and so that was really nice to have that security, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you said that coach saw something special in you. What do you think that was? That, that little spark? Or what was that? Yeah, um, I'm not sure exactly. Oh, please. <laughs> but um, she said that I played like one of her um, one of her players at the time, and yeah. um, just like a, a court sense, and yeah. um, just how I wasn't afraid to take the ball, take serve receive with my hands, which is kind of like a um, a unique thing, I guess, when it comes to liberos. A lot of times, like um, players aren't as comfortable use like uh, setting the ball. Okay. Um, and so she really liked that, and just yeah, just the court sense. I would say other thing was when I was at the game last night. Mm -hmm. There's just people just like after, and this is, this might be for everyone, but I know for I see it all the time from you. Playable was absolutely just crush ball like boom, like, <laughs> just like say like it's like it's it's an instant of a second. So I bet the reaction time might have to do something from a non volleyball mm -hmm. player standpoint. So respect you, you for that as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. you've mentioned it a couple times. Describe to us, just explain to us like your responsibilities of a libero. And like what your role is on the team as a libero? Yeah, so um, I kind of describe it as the goalie of the of the volleyball world. Um, essentially, you rotate in for the middle hitters. So because you know they're big, tall, I'm short, little. I'm, I'm the defensive player, um, and so you kind of run the defense. Okay. Um, you're the ones talking to the hitters, telling them what shots are open. Um, you are calling out um, in server seat when we're, we're passing the ball, um, calling out the seams, uh, like who will take the, the short ball if it lands in between somebody or the deep ball if it lands in between. Um, and just a lot of communication, um, a lot of just trying to stay steady and um, keep, keep the backcourt going. So as the, that the defensive anchor, what does that look like? Do you like? I'm assuming you guys do a lot of film study and stuff like that before games. What mm -hmm. are you looking for in film study as a libero for those open lanes and stuff like that? Or is that something where you get to the game and you're kind of learning on the fly and communicating with that your, with your teammates? Yeah, definitely. In our film sessions, I personally like to focus on hitter tendencies. Um, so, you know, is this girl, does she like to hit the deep balls or is she, you know, um, really a powerhouse hitting to the left side of the court, to the right side of the court? Mm. Um and just kind of kind of reading their body language a little bit and their their angle of approach um that type thing um so there's that like that in the preparation phase but also mm -hmm. game time you know who knows everybody's adaptable um and they they do scouts just as much as we do mm -hmm. um and so when they change we have to be ready to make on the fly decisions so it's it's a mixture of both but i think preparation is key so when you're so if you're talking to a young anna holland who's 14 yes. getting recruited what were what would be some things that you would tell her to highlight, um, whether it's in highlight tapes, whether it's when you're talking to coaches or, or recruiters saying, like, this is what I want to show you, this is why I'm a good uh, libero, and this is why I should come to your team? I, If I was talking to younger me, I would say be confident. Be confident in who you are and your abilities. Um, I think, um, I mean, still, of course, struggle with it time to time, but... Um, Young Anna did not know all the potential she had, and um, yeah, just highlighting your your court sense, how like mm -hmm. how much you know the game, your, your volleyball IQ. Um, a lot of times, um, you know, you could see that as bragging, but it's not, um, and that's a that's a skill that's really um, slightly intangible, um, but a a really 
good addition to any team. It sounds like just going back, just trust yourself. Like you put yes, in a lot of work, you exactly. prepare really well, and mm-hmm. whether that's film and club or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, are there any like, I don't want to say mental techniques, but do you have any, like, any strategies or techniques to kind of get yourself focused mentally? So you know, like, hey, I got this. I put in the work. I'm the best player on the court or best libero on the court or whatnot. How do you go about doing that? Um, just self-talk, really. Self-talk, like yeah. self-talk, talking, um, telling my things telling myself things that are true. Um, I'm a big no BSer. Like I don't want to tell myself something that I know is not true, but I want to um, instill confidence in myself and using the preparation that I had and, and kind of falling back on my training, falling back on um, all the preparation that I've done and, and also prayer. I like Mm. to, before matches, um, we all, we always huddle up in, um, in a group and we just, we pray for strength. We pray, um, that we can play our best. And that really is a source of strength for me, for sure. Sure. Awesome. What would you tell someone that's looking to play collegiately? Like, highlight these things for a libero. Like, what stats or how would you get across maybe a highlight tape to a coach? I would say um, a good variety. Especially um, being a libero, you're not always the flashiest player. You're not the big outside hitter or the middle. Right. Um, but you want to show your variety. Um, so get... Um, Good, good serve receive plays, um, taking balls from different angles. Um, that's really critical in tape. Um, also, um, defensive moves. Um, are you able to be explosive when, when a ball's like landing right in front of you? Are you able to push through that ball? Um, so things like that. Also, out of system setting, which is when um, the setter takes the, the first contact. And so the libero, typically the responsibility for the set lies on them. Um, and so that's another critical thing um to include in tapes as well as serving um a lot of times serving is underrated but i think it's a really strong skill what what is the best way to get in touch with these college coaches so you have all the content there mm-hmm. is it like a twitter or is it like instagram i'm not really sure i'm on the social media yeah. training whatnot yeah what does that look like now i know it might be different a few years ago for well you just go that with first what was your way of getting in touch and then what do you think players should do now yeah, so my, my recruiting story is a little bit different than most just because it was a direct connection. Right. So I really didn't have to do much okay, um, on my end, but I know, I know a lot of my teammates sent out emails, emails just um, like kind of a standard email um, to coaches that you're interested in and giving them, you know, playing times. Hey, coach, I'm really interested in your program. Right. Um, I'm going to be at this tournament when. Got it. Um, yeah, emails and um, also uh, there's some sports recruiting platforms that people have Got found it. to be really helpful. Okay, awesome, perfect. Yeah, that's huge advice. That's one of the things that we kind of like started talking about here on this podcast is how, how to get involved in just college athletics. Sometimes it can get tricky. There's mm-hmm. so many different outlets you can go now. Right. The social media one is new, I think, now more so. Because I know, like, for me, it was emailing and, mm-hmm. and saying, here are my times. I know probably mm-hmm. for you, too, emailing yeah. as well. Yeah, and I think now... Now more so, and more coaches are going to the social media platforms. Yeah. At, least, mm-hmm. at least in the baseball channel, I'm not sure with yeah. volleyball and swimming. Yeah. Yeah. And just like having like having like that separate page of like, okay, here's some of my highlights, here's my social media of it, and like promoting right. it through that, right. which I find very interesting. I want to see how that goes um, throughout college recruiting. I yeah, guess you can say. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Seton Hall. Like we're now in your junior season, so mm-hmm. we talked about talked about how you got recruited at 14, and so what does a typical week look for you here at Seton Hall and does it differ at all from your other teammates? Um, a typical week is practice in the morning. So get up at like, you know, 6, 6.30, um, eat breakfast, 
had to practice, had to lift, and then go to class for the rest of the day. Um, I usually have like two, three classes a day, um, lecture-based, and then I do two different labs. Um, and then, yeah, and then homework time and then dinner <laughs> and, you know, maybe a little TV before I go to sleep. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much the day. That sounds like a hectic day to me. Do, do you throw, like, any recovery in there when you get the chance? Yeah, yeah, definitely icing. Um, love the boots. Love the recovery room. Um, yeah, so just whenever I can, I have a little uh, space in between practice and um class so that's that's a good recovery time thank goodness that recovery room for athletics <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh massage chairs are nice oh yeah yeah i don't know i've been kind of going cold tub lately and mm. there you go that's yeah. that's kind of like as a that's the biggest thing i've noticed from undergrad to grad school you have a lot more time in mm -hmm. grad school so like like during undergrad i'm like okay it's really hard to get into the cold tub or the the training the um recovery room uh, so this year I've like kind of made an emphasis. Like, I'm getting that cold tub every single day <laughs> if I can. So like definitely recovery is a huge thing. We're also the old heads here, so we need to recover. <laughs> yeah, but it takes us a while. Yeah, to get back. I was in. A, I was in a follow up. So is that like Monday through Friday? The six a.m. wake up every day for practice, or what does it look like? I know you have an off day probably sometimes during the week. Yeah, yeah. Usually that's a Monday through Thursday thing, okay. and then Friday, um, depending on if we travel or. Um, if we have a match, um, then we won't practice in the mornings. Okay. Um, so it's a, a little sleep in, which is nice on yeah. a Friday. Um, but yeah, and then at Fridays, I also have a lighter class load, which is nice. Got it. Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. So having that lighter class lo load on Friday is huge because that's your big travel day. So yeah. what are you doing with professors? Like, are you talking to them a month out and saying like, hey, here's my schedule. Like, how can we go about this? Or is this kind of like week by week basis? Like, here's when I'm missing so type of thing. Yeah, I find that professors don't really remember <laughs> if you <laughs> if you email them a month out. So I like to just keep it keep it recent. Sure. Um, you know, a week or so out. Um, especially if I have a big exam coming up, then maybe like two two weeks or so mm -hmm. um, for some rescheduled buffer time. Um, but yeah, but I like to also just have a good like face to face relationship with them, so I can you know, oh hey, you know, professor so and so, they know my name, right? They know um, just a little bit about me, so that they can you know kind of connect the, the face to the name. Mm -hmm. And when you mentioned like scheduling out exams, how do you go about studying for those? So I know everyone has a different like technique with studying. Is there any particular way like 25 on, five off? Like how do you go about studying? Well, I would like to say that I'm a great studier, but I'm not. <laughs> well, you're a biology I, student crushing it, so you have to be somewhat of a good studier for sure. I am a professional crammer. I, that is my <laughs> that is my MO. That's something I've been trying to work on. Um, but, you know, lately, sometimes you just got to survive and um, – it's gotten me decently far, which is which is good. It's not it's not really reinforcing good habits, but um, yeah. So that's that's something that's a goal I have for okay. this year is to like you know kind of space out my studying a little bit more. Got it. Um, but yeah, it's well, work in progress. You're doing great so far. <laughs> so we're to do that. It's yeah. So fantastic so far. What is one memory from Seton Hall that you'll cherish for either uh, like game wise or practice wise that? You're going to be like looking back at it maybe 20 years and like, wow, that game was so amazing. Yeah. Like, how did we mm -hmm. get through that game and how did we win? So talk to us a little bit about a memory that you remember forever. This is hard. Um, there's so many little moments, I think. Um, there's so many times on the court where I'll look at Perry and I'll be like, Perry, I got you. Like, go hard after this ball and I will cover you. Or Taylor comes up to me. She's like, Anna, you got this. Like, like I believe in you. And um, or I'll look to Hannah and I'll say, Hannah, like, get, you know, get this girl on, on the right side. You know, she's, she's going to swing. Um, I think those moments are the things that I'll remember the most. Mm -hmm. um, just the on the court, like in the moment, 
um, kind of heart to hearts with your teammates when you're just like you're, you're in the in the flow, you're in the zone, mm-hmm. um, and and you just like feel that connection to them. That that is something I think will last. I I don't to be honest, I don't remember stats. I don't remember yeah. all the wins, all the losses, all the points. But I those those feelings, those connections are what I'll remember. It's kind of like you don't remember. No one really remember the score at the end of the day. It's yeah. like the relationships you have with your teammates. Then afterwards, those always live on forever. Absolutely, so, mm-hmm. that is for sure. Just having those like those moments. I'm trying to remember some of them now. I can't like I remember my, my freshman year. There we go. The, the old man of the group. Way back in freshman year. Way <laughs> back in 2019. Um, the the biggest thing was like midseason and stuff like that. And having a great midseason meet and having all those teammates around you and like right. it's a crazy experience. Having those moments with your teammates are probably the most special moments. Um, has there been a place that you've played at college where you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, how did I get here type of mentality? Yeah, absolutely. I would say two for sure. Marquette, um, Marquette Mm. being in my hometown. Um, the first time I got to play there, I was like, wow, I remember coming here as a kid and, um, and again, watching the girls similar to the Wisconsin volleyball team Mm -hmm. and, and like being on that stage was really awesome. Also this year when we played Penn State. Um, playing in a Big Ten arena that was so so fun, so lively. Everybody was just um, just having fun. It was a great atmosphere to play in. So, what atmosphere has been better? That Penn State atmosphere or uh-huh. a Creighton or Marquette? Because I know they're both really big atmospheres. I know, uh-huh. like we talked uh, with Perry, like that was right after Nebraska played outside. We know mm-hmm. Omaha is a big volleyball city. So, which atmosphere is better, Creighton's or Marquette's or a Big Ten atmosphere? Um, personally, I liked the Big Ten atmosphere. Okay. I liked the um, just kind of the flashiness of it. That was just really exciting, really fun. Um, and yeah, just the just the support of like a big school with a big fan base. Um, really fun. Um, Creighton was just a lot of people and uh-huh. <laughs> um, a lot of like high intensity volleyball people. Um, and so it's just a little bit different, but um, but I really loved the like the school pride, I guess, of mm-hmm. of the Big Ten school. Got it. So we said it with Natalie's. Everyone come to volleyball games; they're important. They're <laughs> yes. down the stre- we're down the stretch now. Uh, just to summarize some of the stuff that's going on in the fall, all three sp- fall sports teams: men's soccer, women's soccer, and women's volleyball are all in contention of making the Big East tournament. Yes. So knock on some wood. Uh-huh. Uh, let's yeah. let's get let's get everyone out there to support each other's teams because uh, as ath- all three of us are athletes here. We love crowd atmosphere. It gets us going every game, mm-hmm. every meet, every and every match, and it gets that adrenaline pumping and it gets us going. And I think I mentioned this on Perry's, but like the atmosphere of a volleyball game. No offense to any soccer games, <laughs> but like the point, it's just constant go go go, and yeah. the rally's going, and yeah. it's just hyped and uh-huh. a big point. It's like uh-huh. it's, the energy and the atmosphere there is great. So let's get all the people we can. Yeah, there. get as so many good, people. Right? Pack Walsh, pack Owen T Carroll Field, pack the natatorium when we start having meets pack pack everywhere pack the prudential center when we get basketball games and stuff like that so it's important fans come out and support so kind of going off a little bit off the beaten path here so last year you were uh had a lot of injuries and stuff like that so talk about uh that process and like getting through that and and just how are you doing in that sense yeah yeah so that was definitely probably one of the biggest challenges i faced mm-hmm in in my career and just in life in general um i um last almost a year ago yeah about a year ago um i got a concussion at st john's um and that just it lasted just 
much longer than anybody would have expected. I went to tons of doctors, um, tons of specialists to figure out what was going on. And then come spring, um, I still had lingering symptoms and people were just getting worried. And um, there was a point where my coaches and the doctors um, suggested that I medically retire um, just for my own safety and mm. to, um, you know, make sure there were no lasting brain long-term effects. Um, then luckily I found a doctor um, who was a specialist in concussion and actually um, diagnosed it as a prolonged migranosis. Um, okay. And I was already oh, um, yeah. prone to migraines um, bef before I'd been getting, getting them since I was 12. But um, usually like the 20s, in your 20s is where migraines change. And so that was kind of part of the explanation. And um, so yeah, working with him, I got back to, um, got back to pretty much normal. And it was just a crazy emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm, yeah. But um, the biggest takeaway for me for sure was um, perspective. Mm -hmm. Like being forced out of something that I define myself as, you know, as I was a volleyball player and right. a Holland the volleyball player. Right. Um, and kind of losing that bit of identity was um, really challenging at first, but it gave me a lot of perspective of how grateful I am for it, but also that it is not who I am. Long-winded answer to a short question, yeah, but no, no. <laughs> there, there's so much there to unpack, and I had a question that's not relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. But going forward, like all of the student athletes, we all identify with our sport, yeah. Mm -hmm. And sure. when that sport is over, it's kind of like, what's next? Yeah, yeah. like who are yeah. we now? And uh, you kind of like go through a period of time, like, oh my gosh, like I don't have baseball, I don't have swim, or I don't have volleyball. Mm -hmm. It's like, what am I going to do next? Mm -hmm. And is, is it going to be? My job, and I don't identify my job. It's like, no, like that's just something you do. It's not who you are. Exactly. And I know, uh, for me and for all of us, it's like this is just some. It's just trying to take a step back and be like, okay, like this is only something that we do. We love. It, we have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We're very grateful for it. Mm -hmm. And when we have it back, we're just gonna enjoy as much as we can. So, absolutely. That's all, that's all yeah. I had to add there. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's 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 a thing to think about, especially for the old grandpas in the room <laughs> that like we got lucky with an opportunity with with COVID. Uh, if a lot of negatives with COVID, but uh, you can take some positives away. A lot of student athletes got the opportunity to get an extra year of eligibility, and right. we're taking that. But like, like I, I've thought about it, where it's like, okay, what what's going on after swim? Like, yeah. obviously, we need a job and stuff like that. But yeah. like, I, I bet you've been playing baseball since kindergarten. You've been playing volleyball since a young age. I've been mm -hmm. swimming since five. Mm -hmm. So right. it's like it's a it's a lapse, and then like especially during an injury, like I, I suffered one also my junior year. Like it gets snatched away, and mm -hmm. you're like, oh boy. What now? Yeah. Um, what were some of the things that you did uh, to kind of just ease yourself back in? Was there like a process where um, you talked with trainers and the trainers downstairs and said like, hey, here's our plan after you got cleared by that doctor? Like, what did that look like for you? Yeah. Well, shout out to med staff. Love Big them. Big shout out. Big shout Big out. Shout out. Um, they were just so supportive to me um, and really did absolutely everything they possibly could to um, get me back on the court and they collaborated really well with the, the specialists that I found. And, um, yeah, it was just a, a great team effort to kind of get me back. Um, it was kind of really new to everyone because nobody had seen a diagnosis type thing like this. Right. Um, and so, yeah, they just, we just worked together and kind of, um, yeah, eased back in, did some individual practices. And then over the summer, um, I just did a, a lot of a lot of lifting, a lot of um, running, training, um, and also and then um, I worked in some sand volleyball. Okay. Semi cross training, still volleyball, but it's <laughs> you know a little bit different and a little bit uh, lower impact. 
Um, and so, yeah, so just working up little steps. And then eventually um, I got cleared to play in team practice. And yeah, the rest is history. So a little, again, going off track of injury, what does sand volleyball look like? How is that cross training for you? Just because you're moving your feet more in sand, it's harder to move around? Or is there is there more to that? Yeah, definitely. Um, you have to move a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a little bit almost like resistance because the sand kind of pulls you back. Um, also jump training because, again, you can't jump as high. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's cardio training um, and also, too, mental training because um, in sand volleyball you usually play doubles. And so then you have a lot more court to cover. Um, and so you it just takes more um, – a higher vol volleyball IQ, I guess, to play sand mm. to make sure you're placing the your swings in the right area and um, you're reading the court better. You're reading the players because you just have so much court to cover, um, and so like that building that skill um, and also the physical side of it mm -hmm. too. So you were playing. It wasn't like a, it was just training. It wasn't like actually a team or anything. No, like that. yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I was a I coached little kids sand volleyball. Oh, nice. And then um, yeah, and then on when we had some off time, I would go with uh, one of my coaches and just. She would, you know, hit balls at me. Shout out Coach Erica. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Write that and, down real quick. Yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, and, yeah, and we would just go do some training out in the sand. Would coaching be something that you might want to do moving forward or in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Nice. I love coaching. That, that's been my summer job for the past two or three summers. Awesome. Um, yeah, coaching at my old uh, volleyball club. And it's just been so rewarding. I love um, seeing kids grow from summer to summer and seeing their love for the game grow. Um, and again, just being that person that other people have been for me. Um, it's really awesome. Yeah. Giving back to your community. I've been coaching at a, a little lake team in, up in New, up in North Jersey. I saying up, it's like, like it's like three hours away. It's, <laughs> it's 40 minutes away. Um, but watching them grow as a swimmer and you can say for baseball and, and, and volleyball, like yeah. just watching them grow as a person and as a, as an athlete, you're like you, you like I've had like ten year olds that become eleven year olds, and they're like my height. Like, what did yeah. you? What, what, what were you eating? <laughs> like over the winter? Like what? What happened? But <laughs> it's that, that coaching is so much fun, and and it's something that I think going forward, all of us, it's something that like we talked about perspective, right? Just a couple minutes ago, like that's some way to give back to communities and stuff like that. Um, now let's talk about the uh, student side of things. We mm -hmm. talked a lot about the athlete side. We're obviously student athletes. Students comes first, as Carissa Leone uh, told us yes. my <laughs> freshman year. Shout out Carissa! But uh, you're in the joint BS MD bi um, program here in biology. You're part of the Bocino Leadership Institute. What are some of the things that you aspire to do after college, and, and what have you enjoyed within being within that program? Hmm, that is a tough question. I bounce back between. Um, going to med school or going to um, PA school or PT um, or even occupational therapy as well. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe not even doing anything like that and, you know, going to something like public health or um, maybe a little bit of research. Um, so it's really, I'm really not sure exactly, um, but I'm, I'm just super interested. I'm a total nerd for, for bio. <laughs> like I know that that's the, the subject I want to be in and it just excites me. I love being... Um, just challenged every day and learning things about the human body that just are absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, so I love the field of study. I love um, the professors. I've had really good professors um, who are just really engaged and um, challenge you, but also are willing to help you reach your goals. 
So I, I have a two-parter here. Have you had a professor that has challenged you the most? And have you had a professor that has like helped you lead you through this journey the most? Yeah. Um, one of uh, my immunology professor, um, Professor Constantine Pistakis, mm-hmm. um, he has been just really um, inspiring in um, my areas of interest. Um, I took cell biology with him my sophomore year, mm-hmm. and it just really kind of ignited this sense of like, is it cheesy to say like wonder, you know, at um, at what happens in, in your body and like how your cells function and how um, all the systems work together. It's just amazing. And, and he's very passionate about it as well. And so that obviously translated into, into his teaching and then into my learning of the subject. And um, I'm taking his class in immunology this semester. Mm-hmm. And, and again, too, that's just... Um, it's, it's amazing how your, how your body defends itself. And we can just really learn so much from ourselves. That is awesome. I know way back when freshman year, first semester, I took some bio and chemistry. Not, not my favorite. They, they, they wasn't <laughs> my, it wasn't my slice of pie. Uh, but I, I know I, I learned a lot from it. And it's something that uh, that program in I was in the bio PT program. So shout out all of them. They, they know their stuff. And yeah. they, they like to challenge you and they like to teach you a lot which I enjoyed um, so much. So have you gotten to shadow or intern with anybody, in, in, whether in the summer or during the year, that's kind of helped you lead in a direction you want to go in? Yeah. Um, this summer, I got to shadow two different doctors. Um, and one was a general practitioner, and then the other was a pediatrician. And awesome. the general practitioner, she was absolutely brilliant, amazing, um, just so good at her job. Um, but dealt with literally all of creation, all of the, like every problem under the sun. Um, and it was kind of overwhelming being in that environment. And, um, but then in contrast, the, um, the pediatrician, she was just, um, just focused obviously, um, with kids and just their, you know, basic checkups, um, screenings. And it was just, it just felt more, um, a little bit more manageable. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I wasn't so intimidated by the, the MD part, you know, the, um, being a doctor and having to deal with all these problems and be right. Um, it was just a little bit more focused and definitely patient oriented. She got to know her patients and that was really mm-hmm. inspiring. So it sounds like you're leaning more towards the pediatrician mm-hmm. of those two. Yeah. Are there any other, um, like programs of shadowing or interning that you kind of want to pursue to just to dip your toe in the water and see what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's there's so many different facets to healthcare. Um, I've really been um, interested in education, too, health education. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school, I was a tutor, and um, I also like to just um, – l- being a coach, too, I love when, when – people light up when they understand something. And so um, that also too may be, may be a route I was thinking about taking. That's interesting. When we talked to Perry, she has gotten so many experiences within mm-hmm. shadowing and interning. And um, One of the things that stood out to me with her when we interviewed her was talking about how like she kind of got to like, okay, I, I like this part of this field, but I really didn't love it, but let me try something else. Yeah, And yeah. having that, having that ability to really like, not trial and error, but like go in, see if I enjoy and like really get a scope of what, what's going on. I think that's really cool. And I think that's something, um, as like a college student, like when you come in as a freshman, you're kind of like, okay, I have to stick to this one thing Mm -hmm. and I have to become this at the end of the day. Like, but at the same time, you, you can go trial and error, which is a cool thing. Uh, whether it's, it's in bio, whether it's in media, whether it's 
whatever it is, you can you business for you. Like you can dip your toes in a lot of different things, and I think that's something important Same. to get out there. Yeah. To like tell people like it's okay to fail at some things or fail not to. It's okay to not like something. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that definitely all of us as students can can work on. Um, going into just being a student, you also we also want to talk about your faith. So what are some of the things you do? on campus to stay connected with your faith, with your really hectic schedule? Yeah. Um, so every Sunday, I like to make the commitment to go to Mass and just spend some time during the day to just relax and really, like, kind of take to heart the meaning of, you know, the day of rest and um, go to a brunch with a friend or spend some time reading, spend some time just outside enjoying enjoying nature. Um, and that's really how I connect and um, just kind of ground myself spiritually is there any do you attend a bible study at all with uh with jess shout yes yes yeah, yeah. shout, shout out jess, out jess. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah we do um me and a few of my teammates um we all have a bible study on tuesday nights nice. and yeah and we just go through and um jess has a program for us and just kind of takes us through um some of the the passages and kind kind of helps us relate them to our everyday lives which sure. is awesome do you do you feel that the bible study the people and the teammates that are at bible study you get to know them on a different level that you would have not known just being their teammates with them yeah yeah definitely um i think sometimes we you know as athletes as students you just talk about okay this is what happened at school this is what happened at right. you know xyz mm -hmm. practice blah 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 but in bible study it's like it's intentionally to talk about things right. deeper mm -hmm. you know to yeah. talk about um, spiritual things and emotional things and it's just opens up that avenue for like a, a deeper relationship which is really cool um, and then too then having that little connection helps us to um, reach out outside of Bible study and talk to right. them you know develop those relationships even more right and it's like when you're in Bible study you find out things about each other that you don't really like realize yeah. when you're just teammates or just like talking like in more normal course yeah course yeah, yeah absolutely and, that strengthens the relationship that you have even more and it mm -hmm. helps you on the court even more. Yes. It helps with that person on yes. the side even more. So uh, it's awesome that you guys do a bio something like that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is truly amazing. Now, what were some of the mission trips that you did um, during your high school days? Like it was mentioned in your little bio, did a little research behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But so like what were some of the things that you did uh, for mission trips during your high school days? Yeah. Um, so my favorite mission trip was um, just a local one we did in Iowa. Um and we um, spent like I want to say four, four or five days um, in just this little rural town in Iowa, and um, we painted this man's house. He was a quadriplegic, and mm -hmm. so he obviously couldn't do it, um, and he didn't um, have the funds to pay somebody to do it. And so um, the the work camp that I went with, um, we just went and we. You know, went to town on the house and <laughs> sanded and painted, and I'd never done a project like that before. And even though it was like it doesn't seem super, you know, spiritual or um, like deep, it was really cool to just like do work and just mm -hmm. do some and do something like put a little sweat, put a little blood, sweat, and tears into it for somebody else. And um, and at the end of the day, he was just so happy that he could just like have his house and take pride in in yeah. what it looked like. And um, yeah, it was just. It's something I I won't ever forget. The little the little the sweat equity. Have you been able to do any mission trips here at Seton Hall? Unfortunately, not yet. Um, I was actually talking to Jess um a little bit ago, and she's trying to get one up and running. Um, so hopefully soon, maybe over one of the breaks. Um, 
get get one going. But yeah, we'll see where that goes. Well, we know you're busy with only just a few things on your plate. Only so, <laughs> yeah, maybe whenever that comes, that'd be really cool to hear all about that. Yeah, and absolutely. I want to add one more thing with your faith. When when you're going through that injury, uh, what? How did your faith help you push through that? Because I know that probably was a big part of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it just grounded me. It was kind of the thing that um pulled me into perspective. Sure. Like after after being just plucked out of volleyball and, you know, right. losing that part of your identity, I fell back on the fact that like, no, who I really am as, as a human being is um is me and is mm-hmm. um the person that God made me to be. Right. And and that is who I am. And it's not what I do, but it's right. that is who I am. And so that was really the, the grounding factor and the thing that kept me going um during this whole time of like you know, up and down turmoil. Um, so that was my, that was my rock. Awesome. Love that. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, we're going to start wrapping up things here and we're going to go into our last two segments and it's our two favorite segments. Um, just because this, especially this one with advice to a pirate, um, really putting it like perspective has been one of those big words today and just mm-hmm. laying it down for the next generation of pirates, whether that's someone in high school right now listening, or is, is it just someone um, that's at Seton Hall now and, and is going through as a freshman, as a senior, as a grad student, it doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. we're part of the middle, we're about midway through the semester and we talked about earlier on the show, it's, it's, it's midterm season and it's kind of a hectic time. So what advice would you give to any freshman that's getting ready for a test or multiple tests in their upcoming days and just staying focused and staying calm during some of the most stressful times of college? Yeah, um, I would definitely say just um, finding some balance. Um, taking care of your things that you need to take care of and keeping your things organized, setting apart time for studying, but then setting apart time to be, to just relax, to enjoy your friends. I think freshman year was hard for me because I felt like I had to do everything perfectly. You have to be, you know, the star of this. You have to get straight A's and all this pressure that we sometimes feel in high school too to get into college. And then you kind of carry that into um into your college experience and then you realize that you can't live like that you know burnout is real (laughs) and so um it's important to um schedule to schedule your time and to be efficient and get your things done but um also be efficient not necessarily efficient but schedule things that you enjoy Mm -hmm. Uh, amazing piece of advice especially so shout out to all those pirates taking those midterms this week next week or the week prior just scheduling that time like as you just said anna uh, so to wrap things up, last segment, walk the plank. So these questions are a little shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, give an explanation to one if you have one. Um, but these are going to be a little fa- little bit of fast Rapid questions. fire Rapid over here. Right. Thank you. Right. Rapid fire. So best post-win meal? Oh, post-win meal. I would say mozzarella. Oh, Love yeah. mozzarella. I never even thought about yes. that. Shout out to mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's the most underrated pizza place in South Orange. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. I I always when I'm thinking pizza, I'm thinking of trat. I'm thinking it's the South Orange Strip, right? Yeah, there. exactly. I, yes. I, and yeah. you kind of yeah. forget about sometimes mozzarella, uh-huh. who's a little off the beaten path. Yeah. Favorite pregame song. Oh. Mm. This is tough. I'm a fan. I just want to rock. Okay, there we go. Me and Jonathan are going to Waukesha, Wisconsin. Where should we go? What should we do? What do we have to look out for? Oh, Waukesha is just best thing about Waukesha is the people. Just friendly people, friendly faces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's the highlight. It's it's in Wisconsin, so there's you know you've got your nice little farm country, um, you've got your little suburban mix. Um, 
But yeah, just keep keep an eye out for the friendly faces. Any restaurants, any attractions that we should look out for? Um, well, my favorite my favorite Wisconsin hometown burger place is Culver's. Okay. And um, so definitely that's that's a Wisconsin staple, not just in Waukesha, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, get a get a nice butter burger and a, um, a concrete mixer, just like a you know a shake type type thing. Awesome. Culver's, if yes. you've never been. Gotta go, gotta go. Oh, you've been? I've been once. Oh, I, when I oh. traveled across the country to Omaha, Nebraska, before my junior year by car, that was a circled spot needed to stop. Oh, yes. so Absolutely. definitely a great spot to get a burger. Okay. Yes. Um, what is when you obviously go in the summer? You're going back to Wisconsin, coming back here to school during the fall. What is one thing that you look forward to the most each time you come back to Seton Hall? I look forward to seeing my teammates. Kind of a cliche answer, but I love them. They're my best friends. Um, awesome. Love to see them, and I love being close to the city. That's that's mm-hmm. the other the other part is just um, lots of fun things to do. Sure. Okay. Uh, in one word, describe the impact your family has had on your playing career. Mm-hmm. Um, inspirational. They inspire me all the time to do my best, and just how much that I'm loved and supported. Favorite part of coaching. Mm. seeing the growth of uh, the, the kids that you're coaching. Um, like you said before, like the personal growth and the, the growth in, in their sport. Um, I love seeing there's – there's a group of kids um, that I had for three years now, and it's just so cool to, like, see them actually grow and, you know, um, just see how, like, their, their mannerisms change and their little personalities are developing. And, um, and then also, too, getting better at volleyball, making plays that they weren't making before, and it's, right. it's really cool. All that growth. This is a this is a different one. Are you ready for it? Starbucks or Dunkin'? Oh, Starbucks for sure. Oh, yes, no. yes. Starbucks for drinks. Okay, I will I will concede and say that um, Dunkin' has good sandwiches. They do. They do. But drinks, Starbucks. Man, I mean, that's tough. Me being from the Boston area, Dunkin' is a religion. Oh, I see. <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but anytime on campus, it's always Dunkin' first before Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Starbucks is great though. It so is very we'll good. Yeah. Yes. Um, Describe the, the Seton Hall women's volleyball team in one word. Man, you got me here. <laughs> this is tough. Um, I'm going to shout out Coach Shannon here and say gritty. Gritty. Why yeah. gritty? Gritty? Well, gritty is our word. Um, it's just like that's that's who we are as a team. We are um, we're scrappy. We're maybe not the biggest team in the Big East, but we have a ton of heart, and we are talented and hardworking and just not like – kind of relentless we won't give up okay last one for me in one word describe your play style um i describe my play style as consistent um i i like to just try to be the the steady eddie on the team like you know pass the ball you know it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be perfect but it has to be it's good i'm mm-hmm. right. you know just bettering the ball for my teammates um being just that source of um that rock for the team mm. awesome awesome yes amazing amazing uh consistency is key Anna, thank you for being on with us today. Thank uh, you. We want to have, uh, we want to make this a thing where this is the, the best student athletes and all on the field and the classroom and the community, and we want to highlight those individuals. And you definitely hit upon all of those. So thank you for coming on today. In the middle of midterms, your business schedule in season, no less. And thank you for being you. So keep on, keep on doing it. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. That wraps up episode nine. A lot of exciting things to come. Um, middle of the fall semester. 
um, all sports are ramping back up. We have mm-hmm. soccer, volleyball, and as we mentioned earlier, swim and dive has started. Basketball is starting up. So a lot of exciting things. Uh, make sure you go uh, follow and comment and like on the Instagram page of all the cool stuff we're doing there. Shout out Quinn Murtha, who worked his butt off this week, starting to finally put up some video it. clips yeah. this week uh, from episode eight. And shout out Mike Federico, our sports director, who did all our mic checks and our video, just making sure everything's good. We got to give him a shout out. He's yelling at us. No, 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 no. But he, he's been able to. He's the man behind all of this. He's the man behind <laughs> all of this, and he has helped us through this whole process. So we've got to give him his flowers too. So thank you so much, Mike. Um, so make sure you go. Uh, follow that account for updates on who's coming up on the next podcast or just highlights of uh, what we talked about in each episode. And if you want to go watch the podcast, go onto YouTube and search up Pirates Overboard. We have the full episode uh, there on YouTube. So until next time, until episode 10, mm. uh, we will see you next time.